welcome to Real By Your Reviews. I'm Tyler. And I'm Tara. We're a couple of married nerds giving our hot takes on favorite games, food, movies, and more, and trying to keep our intro interesting at all times. At all times. And, I mean, we didn't we didn't keep the one from last week. We switched did it we? up a bit more. What did we do last week? We were going to flip it around and you say the beginning part, I say the second oh. part, and then we cut that Sneaky. because... Sometimes it takes a couple takes. This is behind the scenes. Yeah. Behind the scenes podcasting things you don't ever hear. Yeah. The outtakes. The many outtakes. The outtakes, the intros. If you listen to the end, you get to hear our weird ramblings after we've already said goodbye five times. So. Uh Uh-huh. It's mainly Tyler's fault. That's just for fun, though. I like to sneak a little (laughs) something in at the end of the episode. One of these times, I'm just going to have like a little monologue after the outro music, and no one's going to ever know. I I would know. I would like that. You would know. Wait, do you listen to it? No. Yeah. Because we already talk about it. I'm not going to listen to it again. I live it. I I don't need to listen to it. I live it. I lived this. I I listen to it at three times speed to make sure nothing broke. That's a good idea. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So, anyway, tell us about the world of Twitter right now. Yeah, I, I wrote down here. Should we talk going Twitter down drama? The drain? Yes. Um, let's spill the tea. Well, for I, I just thought it'd be fun to quickly go over it because I'm having a lot more fun with it. I don't know why. We like seeing it crash and burn. Yes, Twitter is dying. I would say slowly, but it has been very fast and violent. Space Karen bought Twitter a while back, and. Space Karen, a.k.a. Um, Elon Musk. I wasn't going to even we say that. Say I was just going to leave it at Space Karen. I know, but we're just uh, explaining this to people who might not know who Space Karen is. I thought Karen it would is. be more fun if we just said Space Karen and never elaborated. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Space Karen bought Twitter and then promptly set it on fire. Yeah. And then fired a bunch of people. Uh-huh. Uh, metaphorical fire, real quick, <laughs> to clarify. Yeah. Fired a bunch of people and then gave everyone else the option of, hey, uh, we're going to do all these weird things. You can or, join us or leave. Uh, you have to tell me if you're going to be li- or working here still by like 5 o'clock. And apparently, like, 75% of the workforce was like, bye. Mm-hmm. So, in the next, I don't know, I'm... I've, I didn't think Twitter would survive the weekend, to be completely honest, but here we are on Monday. Yeah. Twitter is still around. Um, apparently, it's broken for some people, but it's still halfway working. I mm. do expect by the time the World Cup is finished that Twitter is dead, just because I feel like the World Cup finals um, in sometime in December will crash Twitter, and there will not be enough people working at Twitter to fix it. Hmm. So there have been plenty of suggestions. Unless they start hiring crazy people, which that kind of worries me. The owner is already a crazy person. I know, but but what if he like hires people just like him or crazy robots? There are quite a few people who do not enjoy the company of Space Karen that they would not want to work there. I would hope so. And I think it would take a long time to train those people. So we'll see, but. Anyway, it's been fun watching people throw around ideas for what the replacement for Twitter would be for a while. Mm -hmm. People were like, oh, we'll just go to Instagram. And then everybody remembered, wait, Instagram isn't great. The algorithm is Facebook's and it's not good. It's Uh, not. 
then people were throwing around a site called Mastodon, which it is kind of like Twitter, but it's really weird and hard to figure out. I created a Mastodon. I don't know what the heck it is. I don't know how to use it, really. Uh, I don't think Mastodon's going to catch on. No. Uh, today, it's people not. started flocking to a social media app called Hive, mm-hmm. which is very cute. I kind of like it. It calls itself... Um, a combination of the best parts of Twitter and fa- or, sorry, Twitter and Instagram, mm-hmm. where there's not really like a big character limit like they have on Twitter, so you, and you can post a bunch of photos at the same time like Instagram, but your entire feed is based only on who you follow. There's no algorithm pushing posts Ooh. that are suggested or anything. I'm like, oh, that's okay. cool. So I downloaded it this morning and tried it out. It's okay. nice. And then million, like a million other people decided that it was a great idea. And Ooh. it's an app run by two people. Oh, no. I feel bad for them, but yeah. they created a nice place to let uh, tweeter survivors. Yeah. Twivivers. I don't know what to call them. <laughs> Twitter survivors. Twitter refugees. They created a nice place for Twitter refugees. Oh, man. Tara, so, do you have any thoughts on this Twitter drama? I, I've um, just been passively I'm just glad watching that it. You it's are funny. keeping up to speed with it, because otherwise I would not hear anything about it. Because I don't have a Twitter. So uh, I rarely tweet. I just have a Twitter because sometimes it's fun to see what's going on and how people are reacting. Sometimes it's not fun at all. Sometimes it's just like people with really bad opinions yelling at each other. Other mm-hmm. times it's just the funniest things. Um, what was the last thing I tweeted? That was your oh, own thought? That was my own thought. Um, He's looking. I, I'm looking. A lot of my tweets have been about Twitter drama. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the last thing I tweeted was on the 6th of November. It just said, sometimes I have a bit too much fun creating titles and descriptions for podcast episodes. So, so if you actually read related. the... Uh, yeah, it was podcast related. Um, I retweet some he things. Retweet a lot of God of War stuff. Okay, that was before God of War came out. We'll we'll, we'll talk about God of yeah, War we'll some other that. time. That was disappointing. Um, and then I was I was doing a Pokemon uh, Gen two journey for a while, so I was tweeting out my progress on that. And then I tweet out when the episodes go up. Mm-hmm. I don't really tweet that much. No, but. It's a good space to just kind of put your thoughts out there. Oh, the uh, Kingdom Hearts... In the early 2000s, there was going to be a Kingdom Hearts, like, cartoon show on TV, and it got canceled before it was even officially in production. The animatic for that came out online from the creator, and there was a really funny line where Riku (laughs) and Goofy meet, and Goofy goes, and I'm Goofy, and Riku (laughs) says, you sure are, and then the the scene just continues. I (laughs) thought that was hilarious, so I tweeted about that. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Nope, that's Twitter. Twitter's a yes. weird place. Uh, it's burning, so don't try to join Twitter. All right. Thank you for the update. Join the hive. Join the hive. Uh, I will continue I hanging out on Instagram. Facebook and Instagram, even though I never post anything on Facebook. Same. Sometimes I just go there to see what people are up to, um, and usually it's not much. Before yeah. we got engaged, I hadn't posted on Facebook in over five years. Yes, and I only post major life events on Facebook now. So mm-hmm. they're getting 
the, the audience is getting a very limited view about what our life looks like. Yeah, if, yeah. if anybody's intently looking at our as well as on Instagram, media. like Instagram is not the place to go and check out what I've been posting to get a good taste of what life we don't is really like. Po- we don't post on Instagram either. Not do that we? much. We just no, use it to I'm watch more... old TikToks because yes, why would we ever funny. download an app that's going and to take our information I take and sell stories, it to China? Uh, of like random things that happen during the day, like. Um, I'll take a, a video of the snow, or I'll take a video of the weird yes. cookies I baked. Very artsy things. Yes. And um, that's, that's the gist of what I do. Yeah. But I think all of our, like, just us two photos, photos of us two, I should say, those are mainly put in our yearbook. Yeah. We don't post Could them all. memories, Yeah. Just to, uh, Some of them are just, you know, it's just private memories. For one, yeah, just to be a little bit more private in that. Like, like Valentine's dinner. You know, when, like, just pictures of yeah. us together on Valentine's dinner. Like, sure, we could post that on social media, but it's just a nice little thing yeah, for us I, to have we in don't, our yearbook. Like, you have to kind of think about, like, what the um, purpose of putting out on Instagram would be. Like, mm-hmm. some people might see, like, oh, they're just, like, keeping us updated with what they're doing. Other people might get jealous. Yeah, some like, people use it. Oh, as your life is a, so nice. Look at me. This is what I'm yeah. doing. And then other people are just like, oh, hey, I'm just connected with my friends. I'm going to let my friends know what's going on. Yeah. And I think that was so the original intention. Out, but yeah, figuring out the line between yep. what to post. And then you have me on Twitter sometimes. just, if I scroll back far enough, I'm going to find really weird things that I've tweeted. I just it's my random thoughts if you ever want to see my random thoughts I'd say follow me on Twitter but again Twitter's burning it's just <laughs> I just it's just random it's just random. the random things that um yeah I just scrolled down it's just random things I think about like we watched Ferris Bueller Tara had never seen Ferris Bueller's day off so I tweeted um, some of Tara's yeah reactions to Ferris Bueller's day off Best thought, first thoughts it's entertaining Ferris is a butthead, but this is an entertaining movie. She says, after laughing when they pick up Sloane. Mm-hmm. Two questions. When did Crocs... Oh, that was... A, oh, that was one. earlier. Okay. Two questions. When you did Crocs <laughs> come back as a serious look into why on earth did they? Agreed. Those I are valid questions. I thought we left them questions. in the past for a good reason. Yeah. If you own a pair of Crocs, please tell us why. Yes. Just why. <laughs> Why would you do well, that? Well, how about we move on to the yeah, actual content? Yeah, we should probably episode. do that. Yes. Anyway, uh, soundtracks. Yeah, soundtracks let's talk are, about soundtracks. They're always present Music. in games, movies, TV shows. Sometimes. Even, I guess even our lives, if you want to talk about it that way. Yes, I am a... Uh... I'm a main character. There's a there's a soundtrack to my life. I was just gonna say we play music a lot. So yeah, that's kind I'm of totally like a soundtrack. <laughs> I was being facetious. Ooh, facetious, facetious. But there are definitely soundtracks that stand out to us as very memorable ones. Mm-hmm. So we've got a couple. We kind of wrote down more composers than anything, really. Yeah, because some of the games or movies that we enjoy listening to the soundtracks of, like the same composer did those. This is true. So I can go ahead and start off with my movies Yeah, let's section. start with the movies. Uh, so first I have down The Chronicles of Narnia, composed by Harry Gregson Williams. This was a movie that came out in like the mid-2000s, I believe. They did three of them right yeah but the first one yeah the first one Narn- was the one i like they to did to. lion the witch in the wardrobe 
The um, I can't honestly remember any um, much Prince from Caspian, Caspian or Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Like the music, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember a whole lot. I can remember the plot's clear as a Oh, yeah, because I read the crystal, books. Yeah. Um, the first one, at least, uh, Wine, Witch, and the Wardrobe, just really stick out to me as the music is very, um, I don't know, enchanted. Yeah, enchanted, yeah. enchanting. That's a very good mm-hmm. way to describe it. Uh, it definitely helps set the feel of um, kind of childhood wonder and stepping into this world that's bigger than what it seems to be from the outside. Mm-hmm. And um, just kind of the wonder and magic it holds within. Yeah. So what's uh, what's going on your list? Um, I mean, my movie composers are just kind of the two that, I don't know, I, I feel like they're the most well-known. Um, John Williams, who, he's done so many soundtracks. Oh my goodness, John Williams. Mm-hmm. Mostly. He's very popular. Yes, everybody really knows him for Star Wars and Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's just, he's... Cla- they're classics. Yeah, the classic. Star Wars Jurassic theme. Park. Yeah, Jurassic Park. Home I forgot Alone. about Jurassic Park. I can't tell you any of the music from Home Alone, honestly. <laughs> um, I remember the main tune, like, somewhere in my dreams or something. Okay. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, I don't remember other... Like all the other, I'm just kind of scrolling through his discography. Yeah. 90% of it is Star Wars. Yeah, obviously Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones too. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. He just, just he does so music. much. It, like, not just movies. Star Wars and Harry Potter though. Like Jaws, like oh, yeah. Saving Private e. Ryan, E.T. These are all just like classic movies. And it, it it's a, like he's a very talented. Mm-hmm. Schindler's List. Ooh. I could not tell you a song from Schindler's List, no, but these are all classic movies. It's a sad, I know sad it is. movie. I know it is. Um, we could not tell you anything about his life or the music he writes. Um, so that's a little bit of a downer. I but mean, uh, his music's very memorable, really. It's like the themes. Like if you think Harry Potter, like you can get done, da, 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 da. Yeah, and then everybody knows Star Wars. Like, yeah, he does a very good job at writing, especially main themes. Mm-hmm. Um, the other songs or not songs, <laughs> the other uh, movies on my movie list were How to Train Your Dragon, composed by John Powell, and Lord of the Rings by Howard Shore. I believe uh, Howard Shore did all three Lord of the Rings movies. And I'm guessing the Hobbit movies too, but I'm not quite sure on that one. So, um, for Lord of the Rings, you get a lot of, again, very mystical, fantasy-based themes, but then you also get, like, really heavy battle themes, and, um, they just make, like, really good soundtracks to listen to. For How to Train Your Dragon, um, John Powell used several, I'd say, like, um, yeah, I have to look up the uh, details of that one. Yeah? Yeah. Go ahead and uh, 
talk about your other ones. Okay, the other one <laughs> I, I had written up. down here is Hans Zimmer, oh, who's yeah. kind of another one of the just the big names in movie composing. He's done like uh, Inception, Interstellar, The Dark Knight. Or at least those are some of my favorite movies. Um, he just again, he's just another very well-known composer. Um, Gladiator, Top Gun, like all like I'm I'm sure if you just listed off. A couple of movies more than likely you're gonna get john williams or hans mm-hmm. zimmer hans zimmer did um the sherlock holmes movie i believe which so was, um, i like Both the soundtrack from that one yes they are very i guess quirky might be a good word it fits very like yeah they fit really well. very well with the tone Mm-hmm. All of the soundtracks Hans Zimmer has done, at least in the movies I've seen, they fit the tone incredibly well. Like with um, the Sherlock Holmes movies, they really ebb and flow with how, I, I guess I would just say Sherlock acts in every scene, but it's not just Sherlock, the, any main character in a scene. The music ebbs and flows with their movements, both in speech and physically. Mm-hmm. And it's very... it just adds to the atmosphere of the movie very well yeah so i looked up a little bit about um back to how to train your dragon and um he used a lot of different scottish influences such as i'm reading this right from wikipedia um uses instruments such as a fiddle bagpipes ulean pipes probably pronounced that wrong great irish war pipes and a penny whistle um, and the orchestration um, includes several uh, dozens of regular instruments you'd see in like a symphonic band, but also some more uh, Scottish and Irish um, instruments, which were really cool. And I love the sound of unusual instruments and soundtracks in general, so I love to see that. Yeah. Uh I think that's kind of the end of what we have for movies, unless you have any other... Uh, I don't think so. Nothing that comes off the bat right now. Okay. Uh, so I guess we'll, we'll start. We'll move on to games. Do you want to start or should I start? You can start. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'll just get the obvious one out of the way. Uh, the music from Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy has a very special place in my heart. The composers for those series, most notably to me, Yoko Shimomura for Kingdom Hearts and even more recent Final Fantasy games. Uh, and then for older Final Fantasies, Nobuo Uematsu and then um, just another general composer for Final Fantasy, Takeharu Ishimoto. Uh, they... There's just so many memorable songs. Uh, Yoko Shimomura, she has been the composer for the Kingdom Hearts series, basically the entirety of the series. Mm. And just the, kind of the one common theme throughout the games, the song Dearly Beloved. Oh, it's, it's so good. It's such a good song. And then each and every game, she puts a little bit of a, of a different twist on the song. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it plays on the intro screen and it's so pretty. And it's gotten to why I can recognize the different versions of yeah. Dearly Beloved. Um, because you get things like the, if it's uh, the one for the game on the Nintendo DS, 358 Days, that one's mainly based around the flute. Um, Kingdom Hearts 2 is really piano heavy. Um, it's uh, like Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep is kind of harp ish. It's 
all of them have a little bit of a different twist and it's so beautiful and Nobuo Uematsu and Takeharu Ishimoto they've both done such memorable jobs in the Final Fantasy series it's it's hard not to mention them when you just mention video game soundtracks in general mm-hmm. nice uh, a couple of composers from my games list were Austin Wintery, oh, very uh, good. who composed the music for Journey, Abzu, and Pathless, which we've talked about on the podcast previously. We actually talked about them last week. Yeah, so they're With very, uh, very experiential games, and the music just adds to that. It's very ethereal, I'd say, but also has some really... Um, fitting melodies when things are either tense or you um i don't know a good word for it like at one point in abzu you are just swimming around along with i think a shark or some type of a dolphin at and different you, points you're yeah, yeah. swimming around different with both. fish i'd say or either and you are just following groups of fish and go through like the coral and you see all the like the underwater plant species and it's just beautiful but the music fits along with it so perfectly so that you're just kind of in waves of like oh rushing melody and oh came to it like a slow peak stuff like that so i'm yeah. probably not describing it very well but it's very beautiful um you should definitely listen to it another yes composer i like to listen to recently um his i guess his stage name is max ll and he is canadian i believe his name is probably french like his full name so that's why i'm not gonna say it and he composed the music for spirit fairer which is a mo- um, game i'm working through but he also has symphonic albums. Yeah, um, I'm not going to even try to pronounce like e- that name. EP albums that I like to listen to once in a while. Just so beautiful and um, quite unlike anything else I've heard. So, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like something you'd hear from a documentary almost. But That's fair. Yeah. I like it. Uh, I have written down here Michael Salvatore. Uh, he's, I believe he's an in-house composer for the game studio Bungie. He's very well known for his work on the Halo series when Bungie still owned Halo before Microsoft bought it. Um, And then also Destiny, the series Destiny. I don't really even know how to describe it, but every Destiny expansion has a little bit of a different vibe, but he does an amazing job at really capturing that especially within the context of when a song plays in a mission or even just background songs and a strike it's it's super good i would say even if it doesn't even matter if you like video games check out uh go to youtube look up deep stone lullaby it's such a beautiful song it's so pretty i was literally playing it before we started recording tara's probably annoyed of it by this point i still um, i just find it really pretty. i don't have it memorized yet so i didn't even notice okay unfortunately. i <laughs> you're it, gonna have to play it again pretty. and point it out like this is deep stone lullaby this is my favorite mm-hmm. yeah. it, it, it's just, it's so good it's so good um one that we've both listened to a bit as of recently mm-hmm. is um, Bear McCreary, he did the soundtracks for both God of War 2018 and recently released God of War Ragnarok, which I'm not going to get into the game itself right now, but the soundtracks are absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
yeah, I don't know what it is because the current God of War saga is due or is about Norse mythology. So there's like I don't even know how to describe it. How would you describe that main theme? Like not throat singing, but just very deep, deep, th- deep, uh, deep male chant almost. But yeah, more of a hum. it kind of is. Oh no, my musical terminology. I don't know how to describe right it either, now. but it, it's mm-hmm. super good. It is very, very good. good. Do you want to go to your last? Yeah, one might as well these? go to my last one. Okay. Uh, there. So this last one, it's not necessarily a single composer. It's just known as the atlas sound team for persona 5 and the vocalist lynn um persona oh, 5 good. i think i probably talked I about before love the persona soundtracks it the persona 5 soundtrack is really it's it, it hits so many different notes it's really good it has some kind of jazzy stuff yeah a little bit of some somber um somber songs a little bit of just nice background laid back music Mm -hmm. and they do a really good job balancing it all because it's meant the persona series is kind of just meant to be about life and they just they do a really good job capturing it in different different aspects the last one on my games list is daniel costner the composer for donut county so i think i mentioned this in the last episode or something did donut county is an indie game and uh the soundtrack is just so fun and playful i was introduced to this album and game in like 2018 when i was still in college and it was my album of the year i it was like my ultimate album for listening to when i was like working on class stuff because it's just so fun so i really liked it i still listen to it once in a while but he has other Stuff that's pretty similar as well. So, yeah. That's the last one on my list. Yeah. Any other honorable mentions? As not necessarily oh. even composers, just games or movies. Or oh, just... We talked about Studio Ghibli already. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely on the honorable mentions list. Very true. I think the true. issue here is that, like, the albums are on Spotify, so you can't yeah. really go to listen to them. You can find covers. Right. But that's about it. Oh, I should have mentioned a Legend of, Legend of Zelda. Mm. They have some really good soundtracks. I wouldn't say there's like one album that I love listening to, though. What are you talking about? They only have a few on there. Okay. Sorry, I just looked up Studio Ghibli <laughs> on Spotify, and there's a whole playlist from Spotify just called This Is Studio Ghibli. But there's only a few. You can't get the full soundtrack from a, a movie. I'm gonna Just look like at. The, I'm, I'm gonna check the it out. At the high end, points. We'll see. Okay. Anyway, so yes, yeah. Studio Ghibli, very so good. Legend of Zelda, end. very good. Yes. Uh, I'll what give a you? quick okay. uh, honorable mention to the Pokemon series. Just because mm-hmm. I have a lot of nostalgia for those songs, but also the Mystery Dungeon series soundtracks oh. are always phenomenal. Even I'm, if the games are bad, the soundtracks <laughs> are great. You've played through all of them, right? I have. Okay. And the one that you gave me to play, oh, that's the best, best one. one? Okay. Explorers of Sky. It's Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, Explorers of Sky. The best of the Mystery Dungeon series by far. Mm-hmm. Tara, what is our random word for the day? Category. 
category. That's a really dumb What word do you feel about categorization to, uh, of uh, groceries? Oh, okay. I can talk about this a little bit. Please. Do. So we have a nice Apple Notes list for our groceries. And we used to keep it all in one long list. So while Tyler was scanning the items uh, while we got them, we have like a little scan as you go app for Which, our that's local very store. nice. It's very nice. While he scans them, I have to scan my list and see what other items are around us. And lately, we have been categorizing all of our to buy items by topics. So, like produce or dry goods or baking. And it makes it easier. I don't have to think as hard. That's my take on categorization of groceries. What about you? I'll, I'll stand by you. What's your categorization there, but... of video games? No, I'm going to stick with groceries. No, I've video talked, games. I've talked enough about video games. Okay, how about um, colors? I don't like colors. So that's your take. There. Good. Colors he are He doesn't mean. like colors and... Um, colors are mean I me. still somehow like you. Even I like, you like colors. Colors. <laughs> colors are just mean to my eyes. Especially reds. You know uh, this? Yes. Uh, Tyler claims that he is partially colorblind. I claim that I am. <laughs> you have not had the colorblind test since you were a, a wee lad. Since right? I was in my teens. Okay. Uh, a youngin. A youngin, yes. When yeah. I was a youngin, I had a colorblind test. Yes. So it's been a while. It has been a while. So, I have not gone to the optometrist in a bit. We could get you there if you need it. But right now, I think you're fine. <laughs> if you can't tell the difference I between I don't need one shade of red and crimson another. and scarlet, I'm okay. Yeah, I think you're good. I can do that for you. Anyway, categorization of groceries. Yeah. I thought we kind of had it down pat for a while where we're like, this is the route we take through the store. Yeah. We know what we need. Yeah. And then you made that list and it's even easier now. Yay! Yay for categorization. Woo! Woo! Uh, you know what? We didn't actually we didn't. talk about what we were going to do for next episode. We did episode. not talk about what we were going to do um, for next episode, so I guess... Let's talk about ooh, recipes from fictional sources that we've made or sound interesting. Like... I have a Harry Potter cookbook, and you have a Destiny cookbook. The Destiny cookbook did have some really good drinks. So I think we should talk about them, even if we haven't made them yet. I think that's a good idea. Okay, we can uh, do that. However, later this week is the holiday. Oh, we so can talk about Thanksgiving. We may take a week off. Oh, we could do that too. We shall see. If anything, we'll be back... We'll be back in before uh, before my birthday here okay. in, at the beginning of December. We will uh, talk about what do you call Something. them recipes from fiction yes. media, fiction. whatever you want to call it. Yes, that we've had like that are it. good, or, or that we want to try. Yes, that or we would like that to just try. sound interesting and yeah. that we would never make in a million years. Like uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom monkey brains. Mm, pass hard pass hard pass. All right, so hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, or um, we'll have a wonderful Thanksgiving if you're listening to this after Thanksgiving, and you'll have a Thanksgiving next week. We will have had... had? It's confusing. Time is confusing. Why are there so many different tenses of language? 
don't know. Let's not get into that. We will have had had. Okay. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Bye. Bye.